well, how come good things happen to bad people? The scripture is going to warn you, you're going to face difficult times, hard to deal with. The desire for spiritual growth through Christ-mindedness. Insights on biblically inspired faith consciousness and how the virtue of Christ helps us relate to the world around us. Welcome to the Spiritual Renewal Podcast with your host, George Vasquez. You know, what we're really um, looking at right now worldwide is difficult circumstances. Give you a clear definition. It comes from a couple of words. One of them is circumstare. It means to stand around. That's circum, stand around. And stare, which means to stand. So it's double emphasis on the standing part. To stand around, stand. Circumstances. It's where you have yourself in your mind as well as where you are and what's going on around you. Circumstances are, are something that um, could be good, and more often than not, what we're dealing with is difficult circumstances. All concepts that don't fit into the right perspective of God and who He is. And when God enters into the mix, oftentimes what will happen is you'll say, well, if God truly loved me, I wouldn't be in this situation. So we start directing the bitterness towards God because we feel that, well, you know, they always say uh, that God is in control, right? And if God is in control, then why is this happening to me? And then we can start developing a, a cycle where we sit on our pity pot. Oh, poor pitiful me. And you start to see yourself as the victim and as you begin to see yourself as the victim, then the whole cycle starts all over again. And you're back to where you started. All of a sudden you can say, why am I still here? You know what? Where have I gone from this? Now, I don't believe it's wrong to ask God about those kinds of questions because he certainly does know how to reveal them. And I want to share with you how he does that because what we're trying to do is deal with tough circumstances. Here's the key. How do you respond? The scripture is going to warn you, you're going to face difficult times, hard to deal with. Because God says that's what's going to happen. That these things that happen to us are examples of God's permissive will and His sovereignty. And I want to get into some of that because it really relates to everything in how we respond. He's got stuff that He wants to show you. And if we can give Him credit for that, we might be able to understand how we should respond. Because if anybody knows what God's up to, God knows what He's up to. So we should just pay attention to that. See, here's the problem. We let our, our thinking, our emotions, our motivations, all these anxieties, hostilities, resentments, and bitterness, we let that get the better of us. And because it's so involved in our circumstances, we forget God completely. And when you forget God completely, it's a downward spiral. And it starts going down, down, down. And it's so easy to hit rock bottom. 
when you do hit rock bottom, and you know, maybe you, some of you guys know what I'm talking about. It's called, called being broken. When you do hit rock bottom, you, when you're at the end of your rope, that's when God makes himself known. He glorifies himself in a way that you cannot deny him. You cannot deny the reality of who he is and what he's doing in your life. <laughs> Philippians 1.12 But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. Now, I want you to know right now, let's stop for a second. Paul's writing from prison. He's not in the best of circumstances. But do you hear the attitude that Paul has? And he's writing the, the congregation at Philippi. And he says, I want you to know, brethren, that the things which has happened to me has actually turned out good for the furtherance of the gospel. Don't worry about me. I'm okay. And Paul goes on, he says, so it came to be evident and to the whole palace guard, the Peturian guard, and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. See, that's one thing that Paul has done here. He, he is taking advantage of a very difficult circumstance that he is in. And he's used it to further the gospel. So, Let's go on with Paul's example. In verse 14, he says, And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice, and I will rejoice. In this I rejoice, and I will rejoice. What you're talking about here, as far as a Praetorian guard, was uh, 10,000. This Praetorian guard, these Roman garrisons, they would have never heard the gospel had it not been that Paul was in jail. So there's a difficult circumstance that Paul finds himself in. And even in that difficult circumstance, he uses it to further the gospel. And what a testimony. Could you imagine, you know, Paul didn't, wasn't always in the worst of conditions. Sometimes he was being held up in a house, but he was always chained to a Roman centurion. He always had chains on him and he, you know, he's always under lock and key. He was being watched. And, um, he had an opportunity to explain what had happened to him. And what had happened to Paul was amazing. His conversion was amazing. You could hear him telling these Roman guards, you know, I used to hate Christians. I used to go after. Them. In fact, I even had one killed. I watched him die and I was glad. His name was Stephen. And then this thing happened. And then describe his conversion experience where what happened to him uh, is that Christ actually appeared to him after he had already been crucified and risen from the dead. That's an amazing story in itself. So he tells this story to the Roman centurion. This is a gospel message. It's the same story you can tell. 
And he says, you know what? He changed my life. And now I no longer persecute Christians. I am one. And, I'm, and I want to tell you what Jesus has done for me in my life and how my life has turned around. And the Romans are looking at him and they're going, how can you be, how come you're so different from everyone else that's in here? Do you see the power of God and what God will do with a set of circumstances to show you what He can do in and through you, even though you might think that the worst circumstances there are. Most of the time, we're completely unaware what God's going on. We don't get it at all. And you know what? I'll tell you something else. Hindsight's twenty twenty. What that means is when you get later on in life and you look back and then all of a sudden God throws a divine appointment in front of you of someone that needed to hear what you had to say. And that person will give you a hug with a tear in his eye and say, I needed to hear that. I really needed to hear that. Then you know that what you went through when it was hard and when it was difficult and when it was tough times is something that God allowed. It's called God's permissive will. Did you hear that? Permissive will. Which means that He allowed that to happen because He knew at some point in time there was going to be a divine appointment presented to you. Can you imagine the effect of a thousand Praetorian guards, their families and their families' families and their friends when they start talking about Paul? And not only that, but then everybody's already heard of Jesus. And when he says, you know, this guy Paul, he's the, he's the real thing. You should see him. You should talk to him. You know, it's like, wow. And notice here again, of course, in the second chapter, verse 18, he says, For the same reason you also be glad and rejoice with me. So he says, don't worry about me. I might be in prison, but check it out. Things are happening. God is working. And I'm rejoicing, so you rejoice. And chapter 3, verse 8. Yet indeed I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ. Paul's letter in Philippians is helping us to understand dealing with tough circumstances. And there's three things that Paul is doing here. The first thing that he's doing is he's focusing on Christ rather than the circumstances. Our relationship with Jesus Christ is what should be governing our thoughts. And what happens is if you're focusing on the difficult circumstances that you're dealing with or you're trying to deal with, then you're missing the point and it's only going to cloud your thinking. 55 out of 104 verses in Philippians, Paul says, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He's helping the congregation at Philippi to understand that his focus is on Jesus Christ. First and foremost, always. Even if they killed him, he still would win because he'd get to go to heaven and be with Christ. So he wasn't worried about his life or dying. And as long as they're going to keep him alive, he's going to preach the gospel. So it's a win-win situation because he had his mind focused on Christ. If you really want to know God, you'll find the power of his fellowship 
in the gospel and sharing of it. Secondly, you want to keep your focus on the sovereignty of God, not your will. See, it's not my will. It's God's will. Remember that God is in control. He's always in control. Paul never saw himself as a victim. He didn't say, oh, poor pitiful me, I'm here in the jail. See, when you're in the will of God, people notice and they say, look at that guy. He thinks he's on this. Haters, scoffers will arise because you get something that they don't have any interest in. You've got Jesus and you're okay with the circumstances because Christ is dealing with them and you're at comfort, you're at peace, and people hate you for that. Why? Because they want you wrapped up in their own woes. Because misery loves company. <laughs> the permissive will of God is like a shield. And what happens is we start to thinking, well, how come good things happen to bad people? Or maybe you start thinking, well, how come these bad things are happening? I'm not a bad guy. I love God. You know, I have faith in my heart. How come I have to experience this kind of trouble? You need to understand what God's sovereignty is about. It means that he's in complete and utter control of everything. So if you're a child of God, you are within the permissive will of God, meaning that his sovereignty, you're looking at him as the king, as a ruler, as a master, as a lord of your life, and that he's got jurisdiction over everything going on in your life. And that's when you begin to understand that he is in total control. So it's not a matter of, don't, oh, why does this have to happen to me? It's not why this happens to you. It's what is God teaching me through what is happening to me. So focus on Christ rather than the circumstances. Focus on the sovereignty of God, not your own will. And then thirdly and most important, focus on the positive results, not our personal pain or loss. See, when we're going through circumstances, that's what's usually going to happen. We're going to be focusing on the pain, the loss, the hurt, the pain. Well, let's focus on what the good is that's going to come out from it. Because God understands our circumstances. He understands our circumstances so well. Why? Because He bore them on His shoulder when He went to the cross. So he knows the pain, he knows the suffering, he knows the circumstances. So there's two choices then. You can be negative and resentful, or you can trust God. It is possible to live above the circumstances, but the only way you can do it is by raising your eyes to the one who loves you and who is in control of the entire universe. And in the end, you'll be grateful that you did. Pastor George Banks. If you like the show, just include us in your feed. Subscribe and turn on notifications for updates. Visit us at virtueeffects.com. At virtue, no and effect, all one word, dot com.